This is Harlan. Chris. Michael. And Kraloth of Vandor. No, you're, you're just... Seriously? Paladin of Bahamut. Slayer of the Eye Beholder. And you're listening to Seven Land Hands. Hands. to stream. It's Seven Land Hands. you buy good games. Hey, listener, have you ever had a sanguine stain on a white shirt that just wouldn't wash out? <laughs> yeah. That's Blood Rage. Vikings had problems with the laundry too, and Eric M. Lang knows how to keep your steins and your fits separate better than the Trump presidential party. It's always nice to go first, and in Blood Rage, we'll give you the horn. And this will give you Seven Land Hand. Blood Rage! Blood Rage! Is an area control card drafting board game from Command! It was Come released on. in. What? That's, isn't that how everyone says it? Come on! <laughs> it, was, on your own. it was released in 2015 via Kickstarter and was designed by Mathematical Madman and one of the pod's favourites, Eric M. Lang. The core game is for two to four players and takes about 60 to 90 minutes to play. Indeed, if you feel four about the time it takes to play, it's best to stay low-key and don't troll the other players. <laughs> The game's, oh, el- the game's oh. elevator pitch... Didn't you read this in rehearsals? No. Oh. The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. Ragnarok has come, and it's the end of the world. It's the Vikings' last chance to go down in a blaze of glory and secure their place in Valhalla at Odin's side. Blood Rage is a Viking board game created by acclaimed game designer Eric M. Lang. In this fast-paced yet highly strategic game, players take control of Viking clans with their own warriors, leader, and ship. Invading, pillaging, and battling in a quest to gain as much glory as possible before Ragnarok finally consumes the land. Here comes the ultimate Viking saga. The game's striking visuals are a combination of Adrian Smith's highly evocative artwork and Mike McVeigh's amazingly detailed miniatures for this mythological game. Yeah. Yes, in this game you can conquer more people than a horse chestnut farmer from Lancashire. One disclaimer before we proceed, however, is that Eric M. Lang is not actually a madman. However, he once claimed that the M in his middle name stood for middle name. But what does it all mean to gamers? Capable of more table flippage than a pillaged village, it's Manheim Matt McHale. I'm flipping this table. I'm flipping this table You now. came close this month, <laughs> didn't you? You came close. And, and Jottenheim, Jamie McLaurin's. Actually, said, it's pronounced Jotunheim Jamie. I, was, I almost said Jamie McHale there. <laughs> I don't know what was going through my mind. <laughs> Getting the geeky longboat, lads. What have you been up to sailing up recently in your geeky world? It worlds? really doesn't matter what I've been up to. What matters is the next Star Wars film has a title, and it's a cool one. <laughs> oh, I did see that. What was the it? Last the, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I have issue. I have issue with this. Well, isn't yeah. it? Because... Right. What's your issue? All right. Throughout the history of <laughs> Star Wars titles, yes. not once has any of the key words been repeated. Oh, now but... they're choosing to repeat the word Jedi. And I think that that immediately sucks the originality out of the film for me. Because God, you're downbeat early on, aren't you? Jeez. I know it's going to be it's going to be a good film. No, it's and all not. That. It'll be a six or seven out of ten. It'll be fun, and it won't be amazing. It'll just be fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an out, Matt. I'll give you an easy out. What's that? The plural of Jedi is Jedi. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Return so of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is about one Jedi. Right. This one, the Last Jedi, is about multiple Jedi. Hey, I thought it was the other way around. The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was like one guy. You reckon it'll be m- plural? Well, we already know there's uh, there's. Luke and Ray. Oh, well, we don't know that Ray's a Jedi. Luke was, Luke was tr- 
um, Ben Solo, so, you know. Maybe they'll level up like Pokemon and the names will change. <laughs> and in the ninth episode, there won't be Jedi, there'll be Jedokamon or something. That's genius, <laughs> that is. I tell you, yeah, yeah. Seven Land Hand, nucleus of ideas. They'll be, they'll be writing that down now. <laughs> All right. I'm still not impressed, but uh, I, I think... It's- you know, I, that's the only thing issue I have with it. I'm hoping that maybe it's actually still a working title and they'll change it. But, but they've um, coloured in Star Wars or red. That would have I taken know. ages and about three textures. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. wasting that kind of budget. So yeah, so that's yeah, that's all over the place. I think that's um, that's taken over the um, any stupid shit that Donald uh, that Trump does at the moment. Uh, with in terms of discussion, everyone's more about the Star Wars stuff. Ah, good, moment. whatever. So, Until yeah. he bans it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good to hear the Invictus stream at the top of the. Uh, at yeah, the, the bump there. That's, that's one of my favourite bumps, and they don't say that it's the Invictus stream. Yeah. Hence my little interjection there. <laughs> uh, I've been following them like a like a sad lost little puppy at the moment. Yeah, uh, they've just recently jumped into their grim campaign. Uh, they've done with that, and they're now jumping to Call of Cthulhu. Oh, so good! So, which is a, in a roundabout way, which is yeah. brilliant. They're doing a really good job. But last Wednesday, uh, so Wednesday for them, Thursday morning for us, uh, they played a game called Revenant, which is uh, a combination of the end of the world Series. game system, yeah, and uh, something that they've patented called. Uh, the amnesia system. Okay, did you forget what it was there for a I second? I did. I had a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a blank. Glad you wrote it. Uh, and they, uh, and it was brilliant. So I love. Mm. I've, I've made no secret about it. The end of the world is my favourite game system. It's pretty bloody It's the easiest. Like it. It's very versatile. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it's it's it, the easiest system to pick up and run and play, especially if you're uh, needing a game to go on the fly. That's a fantasy flight. It is Fantasy Flight, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what they've done to that is they've, they've kept the character generation system and they've kept the mechanics of the game. But then the amnesia part is all the characters start off like blank slates almost. They don't know what anything about themselves. Uh, and the Revenant series, is it's now going to be a series, is uh, someone's out murdering or... or bailing people up saw style and then they have to work their way out of like puzzle rooms to try and survive and so gradually as they go through these disgustingly horrible puzzle rooms that were completely created for the most part by the community in fact uh in this episode i actually had one of my puzzle rooms featured so i was quite happy and they are going to expand on that and each of the characters gradually as they enter a room, they get a, they unlock a little bit of memory. Oh. And so they get a little snippet from, from the GM about their character. And then they choose what to do with that information. It might be they have to react in a certain way to other characters and so on. And then gradually, as there's about, I think it was about four rooms, I think there was, and they got three little pieces of information. So that by the end, there was like a climactic scene where all of the players had all their little bits of information and then they had to... It's very heavy on the role play and uh, they had to then exit the scene using this information that they had. I'm not going to spoil it in case anyone wants to go and watch it. And I encourage you, if you're interested in watching RPGs, do it. Uh, The Invictus Stream. And, uh, yeah. 
I was doing that's, a bit of that's my geeky. Thing. I was doing a bit of uh, room escape myself, uh, brown yeah. trousers style. Some of it was the early <laughs> yeah. the early stages of which were caught on video or on our Facebook page. It wasn't that brown trousery time at the moment. No, Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard. Oh, yes. My God, this game <laughs> in with the VR headset on. Otherwise, it's just a regular game. Yeah, but. With the VR headset on, seriously, I was walking through some bush. I, you know, rounded a corner, spooky house. I'm outside, sunshine. Walked across a dark veranda, went up to a door that was slightly ajar, and I didn't want to go in. If it was just on the TV screen oh. with the controller in my hand, it'd be like, yeah, straight in there, whatever. And you walk around, and you're looking for puzzles. You puzzle to, you know, it's like... Like, there was a perfect example. There's the find the fuse. There's a fuse box missing a fuse. You need to turn a switch on upstairs. All right, I've got to hunt around for the fuse. Found it. You don't want to... You can crouch down and look under stuff, but you crouch down and look under something, you're worried about what's going to appear behind (laughs) your back, and you're constantly shitting your pants. And and it sucks you in perfectly because, for example, with the fuse, I found it, walked back through the kitchen, down the hallway, past the stairs... Uh, went past another door, uh, straight into the living room, plugged it into the, the fuse box. And this is all in a house which just makes you feel mm. just sick in the stomach being in there after <laughs> yeah. a certain amount. It's really good. Jamie, have you seen it? So, oh, let, me, let me finish. Yeah, the I, saw the, I saw the play online. Yeah. Yeah. This, so I plug the fuse in, right? And I'm thinking and immediately in my head, easy. All I've got to do is just walk back to the stairs that I just passed. Yeah. Not a problem, right? So all, already I'm already at the stairs. So I turn around, walk back. This is a bit of a spoiler. Mia, your wife, who's definitely got something up her kilt <laughs> about, you know, you've upset her some, somewhere along the lines. Perhaps she's infected with something. She comes jumping out. Were you here for this Yeah, bit? yeah, I saw that. My yeah. God. She, you know, and, I'm, I, and, and it was just like, I, it just scared the living daylights yeah. out of me. And it's so good. It's so good. And they get right in your face mm. and it like flickers this black thing, you know, black and on and off again. But the bit when she was, I don't think you saw that bit necessarily, but oh, I saw you saw it, the bit where she yeah, was creeping up the that's stairs. That's right. Yeah. The Jeez, early part, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then you left me yeah. and I was home alone <laughs> for two nights and I live, I live in an isolated area. There's no houses. Like, I couldn't throw a stone at my neighbors if I was in my house. And your house looks exactly like that. It house. looks exactly like all broken down yeah. with cobwebs everywhere yeah. and like maniacs eating entrails downstairs. <laughs> and oh my God, that was so weird. My house made so many interesting noises that night, I tell you. And then <laughs> I made a few to follow. <laughs> it's funny what you said about the door because that's one of the things that, that stuck with me when I watched it because it was like a, a dark entryway. Yeah, and you know you, you're coming from light into a dark area. Eyes your your eyes need to adjust, and <laughs> yep. it was completely black. And then you walked away, and then you walked back, but then there was light from yeah. behind you shining in through the doorway, which added an atmosphere because you all of a sudden you had this beam of light which illuminated <laughs> some of the room, yeah. like an. But like you had no idea what was either, and that was as atmospheric as hell. That yeah. was that was. I found it really immersive. Yes, it's not perfect from the safety of my couch, but it was. If yes, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if I had stayed around, I probably would have hid behind the couch. But uh, I yeah, put a very I put immersive. Game. My son into it. He couldn't even get past the intro. Oh my! Goodness. He's eleven, <laughs> yeah. and then my wife. 
I got to walk through the bush a little bit. And at one stage, you see a guy walking along through the bush. And I'm going, nothing's going to happen to you. You'll be fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. And she goes, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And I said, I've played this game for another two and a half hours by myself in this house. You know what? Oh, my God. So terrifying. (laughs) What else have you been up to, Jamie? Um, Bits and pieces. I, uh, I noticed this week there's been a lot of stuff that reminds me of Watchmen going on. Like today, scientists <laughs> actually moved the doomsday clock closer to doomsday. Oh, yeah, I saw like that. Two and a half minutes. But um, apart from that, there's, have you seen what DC Comics is doing at the moment? I forget mm, yeah. who likes DC and who likes Marvel over there. Uh, well, I like Batman. Batman. DC has the best superhero. Marvel have the best superheroes. Is my Okay, so... I like a bit so, of everything. To briefly recap, a few years ago... Flash ran back in time and saved his mother from being murdered, which altered the time stream completely. And then he he remembered and and went back and tried to fix things. But in doing so, changed the universe. And uh, we got this thing called the New 52, which is 52 new comics. Yeah. um, That has recently given birth to, um, to DC Rebirth, which is where... Instead of having the New 52 universe, the things from the New 52 universe have been combined with the original universe, and we've got this new ongoing continuity. And Batman discovered that it wasn't actually the Flash messing around with time that did that. Somebody stole five years from from the universe. (laughs) And that somebody, by all indications, is the Watchman. Oh. And so everyone's sort of in a bit of a headspin at the moment about, well, hang on, Watchmen is in a completely different, you know, reality. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, to, to bring that into mainstream comics is kind of bizarre and kind of cool and no one's sure what to make of it because they've only dropped hints at the moment, like you've seen the comedian's badge and uh, and things. But, yeah, oh, it's all good. really weird and exciting and uh, I'm, I'm interested. And comic books don't usually stuff things up like that the way movies do so that, well, that's probably handle them better yeah yeah hey on on the dc universe i have you seen the documentary the death of superman lives the documentary about the nicholas cage I it's super Tim cool. Burton. i know i watched that the other day that was fascinating that would have been a, a, i wish that movie had been made it would have been a movie that would have actually thought this was the worst superman movie ever or it would have been absolutely fantastic they would have taken it to some different I level love the parts in that where kevin smith is talking about how he wrote his script and and it was really good. Everyone read it and thought it was really good. They loved it. And then the studios insisted that he had a giant spider at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, he had, and, he, and he was given notes like, okay, Superman, he, he's not going to fly in this movie, okay? Hate the flying. Okay, that suit that he wears, he's not going to be wearing that suit. The suit's <laughs> out. And he's just like going, what? What? what is this huge Superman fanboy? And there was another rule as well. Maybe it was the giant spider. And it was just bonkers. Right. But, um, yeah, a lot of the other stuff looked like it was um, like it was a really interesting um, take on the whole thing. And the screen the, tests with Nick Cage were pretty cool. Yeah, it didn't look as silly. Some of the earlier pictures looked bad, but then there was um, some that looked amazing. And the suit that he had was all like all this lighting up effect that he had going for it. It would have been, it would have been all right. I mean, so uh, who was Nick morally, Cage supposed to be? Superman. I know, right? That makes you think. Uh. And he had long hair. And he was when he was oh. Clark Kent, he was really goofy looking. He had like this awkward, oversized turquoise jacket on, and and he was kind of a, I know he looked like a gambler at the racehorse track or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. Interesting. On on good on good telly, finish the Black Mirror series. That, oh, yeah. That's good. If you're on if you've got Netflix, definitely tune into that. Talking about VR, there's a good yeah. VR. I um I haven't got back actually I, I got rid of my other subscriptions at the moment and I'm on Netflix. But because I've been watching so much YouTube, <laughs> I, I've been watching so much Invictus Stream on YouTube that that's taking up all my viewing time at the moment. Um, but the other thing I've been doing is I started my 10 by 10 board game challenge. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's about so time. I've got, so I've got 10 games. Uh, I've got to play through each of them 10 times and in order to complete it within the year. Yeah. And, you know, these things sort of start off slow but uh, gradually build momentum. Uh, and the the new game on my list that I've play, started playing is Hit Z Road by um, uh, Wallace. Martin Wallace. Yeah. And I quite like it. Uh, it, it's, it. It took me by surprise. I did buy it. That so, didn't get great reviews, though, did it? No, I think it's very mixed. Uh, but mm. uh, I've been playing it solo, which there is a solo option, which is quite simple. And I found it to be a really good, very quick filler game where I can, I'm trying to beat my score each time. So there is that sort of competitive element with myself. I'm itching to play it with more people, of course, because, you know, what's the point of playing games if you don't have other people to play with but uh the fact that they've got a solo option there where you point score is is appealing to me and i've, I've played it i played it three times back to back uh and didn't and found the only reason i had to stop was because i had to go do something else uh so i was quite happy with, happy about that and i look forward to uh playing that one but the trouble is is i'm going to knock over those 10 plays really quick and then i've got to move on to something else yeah, I'd oh like no, to. What a drama! Yeah, I'd like to actually get into this <laughs> yeah. one. Anyway, anyway, guys, yeah. gentlemen, uh, you know, I believe that I once passed Eric M. Lang on a street outside Gen Con, but by the time the penny had dropped and I turned around to find him, the moment and Eric had gone. Fortunately, Blood Rage hasn't gone. No. It's with us in the room today, taking up most of the pod table. Yeah. Uh, so, should we just jump into a bit of Blood Rage? Yeah, yeah, All let's right. do it. <laughs> Win Blood Rage for commenting on the Facebook page for this very show. Episode 85. It's at uh, facebook.com forward slash sevenland hand. It's pinned to the top of the page now. We'll announce last month's winner of New Angeles later in Neats and Twos. Every month, as you know, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the Game Review. This month, February 2017, is your chance to grab a discount off Blood Rage. Get 10% off. Don't make us go hoarse with Norse telling you. This is while stocks last, and all you have to do is hold an oversized weapon whilst looking sternly out to sea. Then drop the weapon and the stern look and immediately go to your local good game store and state this month's password. Have you seen my longboat? Have you seen my longboat? Yeah, for the next four weeks. Have you seen have my, you my longboat? <laughs> it's like the worst echo ever. <laughs> I like the idea, though, that a Viking has parked his longboat yeah. somewhere and he, he can't find it. He hasn't got, like, where's my no. car app or where's my Viking <laughs> longboat? Like, Have you seen my longboat? Yeah, and he, he's got to recognise the shields. So yeah, you yeah. Identify your own you boat. don't want to get in the long, wrong, but lo- uh, wrong longboat yeah. and ride it home. My wife would be annoyed. <laughs> Dude, oh. where's my long- longboat? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go and do a, a Blood Rage show. All right, welcome back. Uh, like, if we had a regular girl podcaster with her, mm. this next bit be absolutely wall to wall with <laughs> menstruation jokes. But we don't. No. So we're so not even going to go anywhere near that. I didn't no, even say that. 
It's not going to happen. No need right? to bring it up. Highbrow. I didn't bring it up. No. Forget that bit has happened. Edited out, in fact. <laughs> Uh, what we are going to do is talk about Blood Rage, the uh, cool mini or not, Studio McVeigh guillotines game game. This game yeah. is so hardcore. When I, was car- I don't want to drop the fourth wall here. The podcast is actually in a shed. Uh, when I was carrying it down to said shed, I dropped the whole lot, expansions and everything, down a steep rocky incline. <laughs> None of it even scraped. It didn't even have a scratch <laughs> on it. That's how hardcore this That's game is. Hardcore. All right, Matt. Uh, so we're playing Blood Rage. Mm. What's the narrative and uh, the objective of this game? Well, the Vikings have a very rich and expansive mythology. And that all starts with Odin, the All-Father. Right. In his uh, wisdom, he always knew that Ragnarok was going to be this cataclysmic event that's going to wipe the slate clean uh, and just destroy the Midgard. And everything on there. So he never... So those rocks that I dropped these, this box yeah. down, they weren't Ragnarok. No. So they were just regular rocks. They were, yes, they yeah. were <laughs> regular. Yeah, very yeah. run-of-the-mill rocks. Otherwise this yeah. game would have been destroyed. That's right. So he has not been able to find a way to prevent Ragnarok from happening. Uh, it's <laughs> it's this, about to happen three times. It's this cataclysmic... Yeah, uh, war between the gods and and their creations, basically. So, Jeez, Matt. David asked about the game, not the history of the whole damn world. Yeah, Come well, on. that's all right. Well, you can't go into the the game without filling in the history, setting the scene, setting the scene. <laughs> so, we are Viking leaders. Now you're talking. We have our own proud ancient clans, whether they be serpents or boars or. Ravens. Yeah, but we're bored with that. We want to go overseas and like rape and pillage a bit, don't we? Without we the know. raping Every in this time game. I play a game, I'm raven. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we know that the that Ragnarok is coming, that everything's going to be destroyed, we said time. about what Vikings do best, and that's to murder and fight and pillage and take yeah. over areas of influence and get glory for fighting in battles and winning battles and slaying all of our enemies and generating as much glory as we can, which is your victory point, which it. are your victory points. That's the objective. Yeah. The clan who accumulates the most glory uh, from the result of battles and, and, uh, Valha- and uh, being released from Valhalla and being thrown into Valhalla for that matter yeah, uh, Ragnarok. is going to win the game. Hmm. And it takes place at the over three ages. So th- you're right. Ragnarok be- happens three times. It's like we didn't learn the first time. Let's do it two more times just to see if it sticks. And uh, in this case, it does. Jamie, what's, what's on the table when we're about to kick this sort of game off? Well, like most board games, it starts with a board. <laughs> yeah. This one's got a great big island divided into four terrain types. It is huge, but I'd still like to point out it's two-thirds the size of the uh, New Angeles board. That's how huge the New Angeles board was. This, yeah. this one's huge, and it's two-thirds the size. Yeah. But anyway. Around so. the edges of that, there's a score <laughs> track. <laughs> You're and, right. Uh, using that pretty, peri- pretty regularly during the game. And uh, each section of the board, each of those four sections, is divided up into a few smaller provinces with spaces on them for characters. Strangely enough, those characters are represented by miniatures. A lot of them. Each of the the clans has their own different type of troop. And uh, apart from that, there's a bunch of mythological monsters that you can obtain through the deck of cards that you're going to be using in the game. 
Yeah, now even though the miniatures are different for each clan, uh, their powers and stuff from clan to clan, all generic, everyone's on the same playing field as you kick off. Yeah. Everyone's a Viking. Yeah, that's that's it. There's no difference between uh, any of the clans in terms, and so no no clan starts off with superiority or any, over another or anything like that. There's no uh, advantage to you, no. you know you're you, not you locked clan- into having areas of control already. Like risk, for example, you start off with areas that you already control in right. the game of risk. In this, the board is completely clear, and, with uh, the exception yeah. of one marker, which tells you where you can't go that turn. That's right. And that's the Ragnarok marker. So to start off, depending on how many players, uh, some of the areas, some of the provinces are already destroyed. And so yeah. they're no-go areas. Uh, and each province has... Villages within it. Um, a number of villages, whether it's three, four, five villages. And they're the only spaces that your miniatures are able to occupy, that your units or your Vikings are able to occupy. Except for one thing we overlooked when we talked about the clans, mm. everybody has a boat as well. Uh, and there's oh, yeah. fjords in between these regions, which yeah. allow you to access two different um, regions at once. So region is a collection of provinces. You've got provinces and within that a village. So a fjord jammed in between two regions allows you to have influence on uh, on neighboring regions. Yeah. and uh, You've also got a, a player board in front of you, which uh, has some really oh, yeah. nice sort of plug-in spaces for all of your, your bits and pieces. Yeah, and each one each one is uh, logoed up according to which clan you've chosen. But like we said, they're all pretty much generic, just a different pitch for everything. And Adrian Smith's artwork is all over this sort of stuff, and it's it's of a, of a type, and it's beautiful. It's amazing. Now, I remember well, Adrian Smith was a, what, he was an artist at GW all uh, those years ago? I don't know a lot about his history. I've got, I've got uh, a book of his called... I'm fairly certain. So he well, used to do... I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but uh, I'm fairly certain he used to be one of the lead artists for Games Workshop. So he did a lot of the 40K and um, those sort of things. So, But anyway, it looks uh, stunning. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, the playboards, they're, while they're all the same, they're divided up into a few areas. There's a space for your leader. There's a space for your warriors. There's uh, a space for your ship. There, rather than having a how to, uh, like a player reference well, that is card, cool. yeah. it's actually located on the player card. So it's at the bottom there. It tells you the actions you can take. Yeah. And it tells you how much it costs to take those actions. And it also tells you what you can do within that action. For example, the invade action yeah. uh, allows you I'll- to uh, invade one of your units onto, the bo- onto a province, into, into a village within a province. And it'll cost you the strength of the unit, and you get to put one one of your figures from your reserve into the province. But as long as it's not Yggdrasil, which is the center territory of the board, which which when I looked up Yggdrasil, it says it binds the nine worlds together. Yeah. But there's only eight provinces, so I don't know if that's a well. I guess I don't know if I found I found an error there. Ooh. Yggdrasil could be the ninth. Con- controversy. Only thirty yeah, minutes the, into the podcast. The tree itself, I think, is nine. Yeah. Yeah. Binds oh. it all into the one. Ugh. So, uh, Adrian Smith, by the way, yeah. did do uh, lots of early 40K artwork, and he's yeah. also done work for Magic. Well, there yeah. you go. So he's quite prolific. He's been in the industry a long time. Uh, he's also done Magic the Gathering 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's what Jamie just said. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, he did. I was, Gee, I was just reading. Listening Wiki- to your own podcast. No, I was reading Wikipedia on Adrian <laughs> Smith. <laughs> so on the player board, it's also got uh, upgrade areas. So clan yeah. upgrades. So things. These are things that can benefit your clan. Uh, and you can load three of those. And they're th- things like, uh, I don't know, maybe you get some glory points every- whenever your warriors die in battle and they go to Valhalla, you get some glory. Whenever you put your opponent's players into Valhalla, now, you Valhalla, get some glory. Because we're still talking about what's on the table. Yeah, yeah. Valhalla is a uh, rainbow delight picture <laughs> of, um, I think, Elsa's castle with a... Huge unicorn <laughs> rainbow flying out of it. That's how Valhalla looks. That's where all Vikings want to go. Or otherwise, Valhalla is the place you go once you've uh, had Snuffed a glorious it. death. Yes, you cross yeah. Bifrost, the rainbow bridge, to get there. Oh, if Eric the no, Viking right. has taught us nothing, no. it's that uh, you have to cross Bifrost to get to Valhalla. What, 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 what be the sounds of these, Matt? They be the sounds of the uh, player... Specific, the coloured, the coloured um, markers. Yeah, what are they like? They're the bases. Clip on, the bases yeah. for the uh, bases of your um, of your clan. And if you've yeah. got a particular colour, and then you co-op um, a specific monster or something like that, and you just clip your coloured uh, base onto yeah. the bottom of it, as yeah. per a couple of that, like uh, Zombie Side did it. Yeah, Black Rage. Yeah, so it's a it's a cool manure. Not now. It's interesting when Zombie Side, which is one of their first games that, to come out. It, it, it coloured the miniatures, so you kind of you knew what colour your miniature was. Yeah. Now then, after that, I they think looked after- a, made it gave it that flavour, a bit crappy flavour, like there were cracker, um, you know, Christmas cracker um, yeah. minis, and that wasn't always good. I didn't always like that. But then they got better, and and they yeah. they, they decided to colour them all the same colour, so no messing around with multiple coloured minis anymore. They then started attaching the bases, and I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it was Arcadia Quest. That started doing that. Oh with yeah, the that minis. rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yeah. from that point on, all of their games now have the coloured bases attached. to The them. long boats in this, the yeah. sails are the colour. Isn't of that your... thoughtful? Yeah. You know, it's like you don't have to waste your uh, your discs on that one. You can just cool, reference the cool sail. Cool, many are not thoughtful. Well, they're kind of people that send you a Christmas card and say, "Happy Christmas to you." And how's your family? <laughs> I reckon there's a guy who employed a fantasy flight, and they probably poached one for Coolmon for Simon as well. Yeah. Whose job it is to figure out ways to make more pieces for board games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good for us. Oh, it's extremely component heavy. Uh, you've got tokens for each of the provinces that uh, you mix up. give you a bit of a, a boost for yeah. pillaging that area. And that ranges from uh, you get some horn or you get some axes or you get some rage. There's two types of horn that you can get in this <laughs> game, Matt. There's horns which increase the amount of guys that you like troops you can put onto yeah. uh, the world. And there's also the first player. That's what I was referencing in the intro. There's the first player horn, horn. Uh, which is a lovely silver ornate uh, horn. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that's what it is. Otherwise, that guy needs to go see a doctor. <laughs> the others, <laughs> axes are your glory. So the axe icon, wherever you see that, uh, that's going to be how much glory you get in battle. Uh, so everybody starts off at a, like a base amount. In this case, for axe, uh, for glory axes, it's three. So as that moves up, and it can move from anywhere from three, four, five, six, up to lot eight. Yeah, and that so every time you engage in a, a a battle with someone, whether you're initiating or whether you're responding to, if you you are the victor, you receive glory for that battle. So you get the glory while everybody else gets booted to Valhalla. 
Yeah. Uh, right, the, let's, let, we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little yeah. bit. Why don't we start with how a round works and, uh, and then think about the results a little oh, bit. There's yeah. so much here, Jamie, isn't there? Segment by yeah, segment, Matt. So, let's, so the, let's do it. The first thing we're going to do every turn is draft out some cards which are going to give us actions that we can take and plans yeah. that we can make uh, throughout the game. Age-specific cards, that. Mm-hmm. The, the, there are a deck of cards. There's a deck of cards for the first age, second age, and the third age, yeah. and it's from those from which you draft, yeah? That's right. And um, then on your turn each round, you're going to spend some, uh, some, spend some action points. Rage. Placing mm-hmm. Rage, thank you. Uh, placing down Vikings or playing cards uh, in whatever combination you want until you run out of points. Uh, then you're, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. There's, there's free actions that you can take, and you can do those as long as you still have some rage left. So you can, and some upgrades, <clears throat> like if you play an upgrade card to your clan, uh, you'll improve your leader or your warrior or your ship or a monster upgrade or the clan in general. You can do that, and then you get to invade for free. There's also pillage. Pillage doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and, yep. and declaring a quest doesn't cost you anything either. Yeah, and quests uh, in the in the uh, spirit of your uh, your old uh, noises. There, I think uh, Resident Evil Seven is coming back to haunt us here. Yeah. Uh, in, in the spirit of your old Euro style gaming, where games where you have hidden objectives, and once you achieve that objective, uh, you can get yeah, some bonus points it for it. Yeah. So that's what the quests are, uh, and. Marching, so moving from province to province, you can pay one rage and you can move as many of your units from one province to another province as long as there's spaces left for them to occupy. So those are the actions. And that's, so, that's so how we, you spend we draft, your rage. We draft the cards, we get a hand, yep. we do those actions. Yep. You spend your rage until yeah. you've got none left. <clears throat> and when all players have no rage left... Well, you go around the table doing one yeah. thing at a time. Yeah, That's it. So once all players have no rage left, yeah. uh, then that's the end of the age. Now, there so is one... really cool thing that I, that I want to emphasize here yeah. is that uh, the cards... Other things that allow you access to the cooler minis and characters. Like, yes, that's right. Yeah. One of my favorites. One of my favorites is you can get the dwarf, who's in fact an absolute giant and three times the size of any of your Vikings. But <laughs> but he's a dwarf and he looks fantastic. And you can plonk him down there on the board, and he's worth a couple of dudes in power. He's pretty cool. He comes from drafting the card that gives you the dwarf. Yeah. There are three types of cards in each age. So there are battle cards, which are red, and they are the cards that ideally you're going to spend if you're engaging in a battle with another clan. You've got the quest cards, which are green, which are those uh, secret hidden uh, glory points. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the upgrade cards, which have a black border. And they come in the form of, like you're saying, Jamie, monsters, clan upgrades, leader upgrades, warrior upgrades, ships. Um, And so those are the three types of cards. And they're common throughout the three ages. However, the... Cards themselves vary between the three ages, and it's it's very much there's an escalation. System oh yeah, they get there. more hard powered as you go. Yeah, yeah, as you get through. So your um, your quests, for example, which might be worth five glory in age one, when you get to age two, they're worth six or seven or eight glory, and by the time you get to age three, they're worth nine, ten, eleven, twelve glory. 
So there is, and all the cards sort of, yeah. ex, uh, what did I say? They uh, escalate, escalate with that. Uh, one, of, one of the pro tips that I wrote down, one of the notes that I wrote down, is that drafting gets quiet and tw- quite intense. <laughs> as, you, as you start yeah. to recognize the cards and you swip, swatch, switch it there. Swapping them backwards and forwards, yeah. that part of the game actually becomes quite, you know, like you you start scheming and, and there's we found a few different strategies for how to play it as well. So well, it's like sitting in a magic draft, you know, <laughs> no, you're quiet, not engaging with anyone, yeah. picking two cards and then oh, one card, and then passing the rest on, ready for, to look at the next pot lot. Well, yeah. if, if we're giving out some pro tips, mine would be that uh, just like any well executed plan, do all your planning at the start. And uh, and do upgrading and and preparatory moves early on in preparation for later in the game when you want to be moving around and attacking and gaining glory for beating people up. Yeah, and that's where the or game is... beating people up. And that's where the game is interesting because there's elements of it which are very Eurogamer, very head down, do your own thing. Yeah. And then there's elements then when you say, for example, you decide, right, I'm going to pillage this area, uh, sorry, this region... And, um, sorry, I'll say that again. I'm province. going to pillage this province, getting the vernacular right. Um, anybody who's, any other player who's already in that province has no choice. They're going to have to battle you. That's right. And anybody that's in a surround and adjacent area also has the opportunity to come into that yeah. area. So that's where all of a sudden it's heads up. You're not doing your own thing. You really have to look at who's going to oppose me. What's their strength of their clan? What cards have you got which could turn that in your favor if you're behind and and then away you go so therefore you you it forces you to have to look at what everyone else is doing as well that's a very strange thing i think because while you want to pillage an area and you know you want to get through it unscathed the prop downside of that is by being unopposed you don't get any glory for doing so unless you've got something which allows you to do that you want people to step up and oppose your right to pillage so that you can defeat them in battle and send them to the hell that they belong in. And sometimes you want that because you've got the quest card that says get four glory for each person you have in Valhalla. Sometimes you want to lose. Before Ragnarok. So, yeah, you just want to throw guys in there and you don't want to (laughs) win. Yeah. So there's that. And and that's a very interesting concept because, I mean, I found... I don't know whether there was any advantage one way or the other. I think you've got to kind of look at a combination of both. Uh, going to battle every time, expecting someone to oppose you and, and to, to fight you on that. But if no one does, then you kind of have to make sure you're covered with some sort of contingency, which is another way of generating glory. Hmm. Now, why, why we missed a step and why would we pillage? What do we get for that? Well... Bragging rights? No, no, not bragging rights. Oh, right, okay. You get to flip the counter that's in the in the yeah. um, province. You flip that over, and then, like we said before, that can increase a, a rage or an axe or yeah. a horn's uh, value. So you're looking to better your clan, for the betterment of your <clears throat> clan's stats yeah. in general. For most cases, there is actually a five glory token there as well, hidden. But yeah, for the most part, you're increasing, increasing stats with the most... Most of the tokens are actually geared towards increasing your rage. So, yeah. what do we poss- count? Those three rage ones and two two axes, two horns. Yeah. yeah. So the what you want to be doing is getting access to as much rage as you possibly can, 
Because at the start of the game, you're starting with six. Mm, it's the money you spend. Yeah, it's your, the, it is, it's your currency. The currency. So that's, six does not last long in the early stages of the game. No. However, by the late stages of the game, if you're up around 12 glory because you've done really well, you're going to be struggling to spend it all. That's at least, <laughs> I think that's something a lot of the, that we A lot found. of the quests that they have as well, if, you, if you're successful in achieving a quest, which the, the game asks you at the end of the age, during the end of the age, yeah. um, you get to increase a stat for free as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, the, the leader has an upgrade, which every time you pillage successfully with your leader, you can increase one of your stats by, by one, sta- uh, yeah, one level. that's right. So there are plenty of opportunities for you to get advancement uh, and but there are also plenty of opportunities for you to go nowhere, as I found a few times. Where uh, one of the nice things about this game is the vast array of options open to you in terms of yeah, just what you're going to do each turn. Yeah, yep. I, I, play, I definitely played two different strategies in my first two games. Um, yeah, I, I, I flipped on the second one and I went from a thing where I wasn't really going to battle anybody i think what was the i'm trying to give me a minute here i'll try and figure out what i was doing but it was very non-combative because matt was after me killing some of your guys and i just didn't even go anywhere near it Um, yeah which buggered me up because i wasn't i i was geared towards losing my my units to go to valhalla so that i could get the bonuses for them to go for going to valhalla but then when i don't have a fight they don't go i don't get the bonus <laughs> and my whole strategy falls apart then that's what it was i got i got onto the combo i think fenrir is an expansion is that right yeah fenrir yeah. is an expansion so there was fenrir which is an expansion now he's a giant wolf he decides where ragnarok happens yeah. during the early stages of the, each age you flip a ragnarok uh token which is allocated to that agent it tells you which area is going to blow up yeah if you've got fenrir you can put him somewhere else ragnarok will go to wherever he is that's right then there's a card that you can get which uh which you can draft if you can get fenrir and you get this card this card says you get uh like double the the ragnarok score so you always get a, a score for getting destroyed during ragnarok uh if you get that card that doubles that then you just Try to sneak all of you, as many of your guys as you can into the same location as Fenrir, like choke up that area of the board. Then Fenrir goes off, creates Ragnarok, and you get all of this damage. There's also another card which allows anybody that gets killed uh, yeah. uh, going to Valhalla is good as well. But um, mm. I think that's separate to the Ragnarok. Well, but Ragnarok, I had, but I had if, that if combo d- going. So I wasn't interested. I was trying to get a quest that would give me points for being uh, having the strongest the most strength in a particular area yeah and then i'd have fenrir in there and all my guys i blow it up they'll all go to ragnarok i get a ton you of get points, points for that. because of that yeah and then maybe if you can pick up something that would double the um the quest reward yeah. it's like oh happy days and you just get flights and that was the second strategy i took which was not even that strategy didn't wasn't interested in having a fight with anybody which is a, a great way to have glory so i wasn't interested in any uh, axes or increase my glory <laughs> reward at all no. the best way to, to then you know even improve on that is to have uh some of i think it's Frigga has these advantages where you where your warriors are released when they're released from Valhalla at the beginning of the next age, yeah. When then you get Valhalla. points for them. Yeah. So if you're the if of. you're getting points for occupying an air, a province, then you're getting points for them dying because of Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Then you're getting points for them coming, for out, of coming out of Valhalla. Oh, you know, you're uncatchable. It's and that's ridiculous. There's, so there's combo cards within yeah. the. Uh, there's, that's why you're drafting. You're trying to get yeah. those combos. Yeah. 
And there's a, there's a subtle difference between the two-player draft and um, three and four and up draft, isn't yeah. there? That was just the number of cards you need to draft. So in a two-player game, you're drafting two cards. Yeah. Uh, and then in, time, any then more passing. than that, you're, you're drafting one and then passing on. But also, so, also you thin out the deck. You do, the, yeah. Not every card's used. Yeah. So to start off with, if you're okay, – let's say we're, we're playing the standard game. So uh, four players, all the cards are used. Yeah. However, you deal out each player eight cards and then that gets thinned down. Everyone chooses six eventually and then the remaining two cards go back to the deck and they're unused for the rest of the game. But aside from that, there's also cards left over that weren't used, weren't uh, dealt out. So there's a pool yeah. of, of probably, I think it's about eight cards or so, which don't even get a look in in the game. So you don't know what's there. That move, you might have some idea of what you put back there, or for, if you can remember yeah. what maybe what other people put. That there. That can dramatically change the way the game yeah. plays as well. Because that last game that we had it's felt not as high powered as the one that we'd had previous. No, yet you had, we had points less coming bomby. out of everywhere. Yeah, that was because I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, no, but we were playing some bomby. It felt yeah. like we were playing some bomby combos and cards in the in the yeah. in the second game, and the, the last one not so much. No, so there's a lot of variation in, into the cards that you draft that can determine your that strategy. Jamie, you said before that go into the game thinking about how you're going to play, and, and which can influence your draft choices because you only get to pick one card out of the eight and then pass it on. You've got to be looking at those cards and hoping that other people aren't going to pick them. So when they come back to you again, you might be able to pluck them out. Uh, or hopefully somebody's passing on the type of card that you want. Well, well you know, yeah. you think- if you've played a fair bit of uh, Magic Draft or Seven Wonders to a lesser extent, but Magic Draft in particular, Blood Rage feels a lot like Magic in that you are not only drafting out cards and hoping to pick the things that will come back and maybe even trying to figure out what other people are drafting by what disappears. Yeah. But, yeah. but the pieces are all combo pieces, and they join together if you get the right ones, and, uh, and it feels like you're gradually building that combo deck. I suppose it's a bit of a pro tip as well. If you unbox this, the first thing I think people go for when they draft it is not necessarily the... Maybe the monster upgrades, yeah, but not many of the clan upgrades. They might not go for that. Mm. The red cards that give you plus five in battle, they look like, oh, we want to lap yeah. all these up first. I know in the first couple of games we played, we just grabbed all them first. Then, oh, what quests are left and what's all that sort of stuff. You're not going to get any combos from the, from the red cards. You're going to get the combos yeah. from the quests and the clan upgrades and the monster upgrades. Yeah, that's right. So but there, think are about those really, there are some really nasty... Uh, red cards out there, yeah. which will strip your ability to even f- combat, uh, which I guess now is the chance to talk about pillaging. So once you've decided to make your choice of pillage, you invite everyone else to the fight as long as there's space in the province. If there's no space, if you've got total dominance there, you've got uh, a unit on every spot, Nobody, it doesn't matter, unless you're in Yggdrasil, nobody can come in and take that from you. It's yours, but you don't have a fight, therefore you don't get glory. But even if there's one spot there, uh, somebody else has the option, the player to your left, if they want to join the fight. Now, if they want to join the fight, they can move whatever unit they want, as long as it's adjacent, into that spot, into, into that village, in that province, and then battle starts. And that's played out with cards. Is there any dice in this game, David? Uh, no. 
There's not a single <clears throat> dice. No. It's all played out in front of the cards. So this is where the battle cards become important. Yeah. Uh, each player looks at their battle cards, if you've got them. You choose one and you put that face down. So the first thing you need to do is you look at your units that you've got in there and you calculate their strength. All of the cards, all the unit cards have a, a particular strength. Leaders, it's three. There's not uh, too many of them. It's dead easy no. to do. Uh, yeah. The warriors, it's one. And then if there are upgrades, then maybe the one changes to two or maybe you've got a clan upgrade, which mm. means that uh, your warriors for every two, it's worth three strength. Yeah. So you add, you total those up, add them up, your opponent does the same and compare them. If one side, and then you flip the card. So you flip the card and then that's a, like a modifier. In some cases, like in your example, it could be plus five, it could be plus three, it could be plus zero, but then there's an effect at the bottom that says that you can... Uh, take take, take the glory. Take, take yeah. the, the strength value that's displayed and take, have it as glory, then that's draw it. some new cards. Or... Uh, Everybody has to discard all of their units down to one warrior or one unit, yeah. and then those two are compared. So if you've gone to put and, – and that can be a, ga- a complete game changer for that battle, especially if you've put one unit into that province and it happens to be uh, a strength three leader and that's the only unit you've got in there and your opponent is just a bunch of low-level warriors, warriors yeah. or um, low-level creatures – you choose the best of those, and then that, that's the car, that's the thing you're battling with. All of a sudden, your leader is more powerful than what your opponent has, and it comes down to the redraw of the red cards again. So if you used your best red card, which just got annihilated, or, or uh, but you couldn't play it because your opponent stripped it away, the advantage away from you, you've Better lost. have a good backup. You've got to have a good backup. <laughs> now, you don't, you're not forced to play a battle card. You could play one of your other cards. Yeah, just as, bluff a, as a bluff. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not really a bluff because you've got to play a card anyway. But your confidence could make well, you might them want to, in a case where you want to lose. Want to you know, you might be yeah. gambling that the other person is going to play that's a card and, and turn the battle in their favour. Then you lose. Your guys are off to Valhalla. So where that's very useful is if you've got those clan upgrades which reward you for losing and going to Valhalla with yeah. glory. So that's where you'd use those. And then the points are, con- are compared. The strength is compared. The victor uh, gets the token in the middle, whatever that reward is. The loser, every- all of their units go to Valhalla and they get to pick up the cards that they play or the card yeah, that they play. Yeah, they get their cards back. Whereas the winner has to, has to discard the card that they yeah. used. So, so, so when yeah. the battle that's happening that happens in a in a province, yeah, um, and, the, and you can only have as many units as there are villages yep. in Nigdrasil in the middle. There's no villages, no. so you can have an absolute all in. And this is Nigdrasil is adjacent to every single province yeah. on the board, so every, it can end up with an all in piling. And the reward obviously is different. Uh, the 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 um, the the pillage token I suppose yeah. you call it it's if that flips three. you get all three yeah. and there's and there's things like uh, like we played the gods expansion mm. and Thor was it no it was the other one it was Odin, Odin. Yeah, it gets you to if, if you pillage, pillage successfully you can you get it twice yeah. that was ugh, off the hook <laughs> yeah so there are little tricks like that uh, one of the giants I think it's the uh, 
But the fire giant, the when he lands, he giant kills everyone off. Destroys all other units in that space, uh, opposing units. If it's the troll, then uh, all warrior opponents' warriors are gone. If it's the mountain giant, no, the stone giant. I thought he was a storm giant. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what his name is. Or ice giant, <clears throat> whatever it is. Uh, he basically, oh, I can't remember what he did. Um, he did something. Anyway, David's <laughs> looking for it. But yeah. there are the, there are these great effects that these monsters can have to change the uh, swing the outcome of the the battles and the provinces. So the outcome is never set in stone. You might walk into this thinking you've got the upper hand. You've got the most units there. You've got this pretty nice uh, plus five to your card, a plus five to your strength card. And your opponent's just got one unit. But then what you don't know is, like I said before, uh, that card is actually the one where you wipe all the other units away and redraw your cards. Mm. Then you've played that card. You've lost it. You can get bonuses, though. Like, you know, a ship upgrade, you can get ones that give you four glory if your ships are destroyed or 12 glory in in age two. There's there's one for that as well. I guess my point is... is Don't don't, want to win those ones. You want them to be destroyed. You don't take a battle for granted. You know, you, you never walk into a battle assuming that the outcome is going to go the way you want it to, even though you might look like on the board that you've got the superior Yeah, because that, that goes back to your strategy. You might, yeah. you might not want to win that battle at all. That's right. That's, and that's my pro tip. Don't under or overestimate your, uh, the battles, the outcome of a battle. That gentleman's name was a frost giant. The frost giant. Yeah. And what does he do? He is, if you successfully pillage with this monster, gain the pillage reward again. Yeah, He's yeah, only yeah. available in age three. Yeah. And the frost giant was the the gentleman, the massive gentleman, yeah. that was uh, on display at Gen Con last year. That's right. Oh, a, yeah, that's right. beyond life-size version of him. It was awesome. Now, there is only, in each of the ages, there is only one version of each of the monsters. Yeah. And, and so there are some in the first age, some in the second, and some in the third. The thing about the monsters is they stay with you for the entire game. So they are loyal to your clan throughout the entire game if you recruit them. Until, until you, until you, you upgrade, upgrade over them. the top of Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so you might take your troll and decide, ooh, fire giant's better than troll. Bye-bye troll. And here comes fire giant. You just giant. place the monster upgrade over the top of that card. It's not like it goes back into the pool. So well, nobody the original else has one goes back to, to the discard pile. Oh, okay. Yeah. But what that's I'm meaning right. is... You, you do- Get rid of it. Yeah, no, nobody gets the the, the no. option of picking that that guy That's up right. again. He's, he's out, gone, gone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what what else is there? Is there is there anything else to this? Any more pro tips on the on the uh, you know how to win? I've, I've got a, I've got a few few points. Yeah, go for down it. if you want. Uh, no tally up sheet, Bruno Wood. That's what I've got here. <laughs> As any, any of the, you know, Bruno Cathala's Euro games, you get a little pad, you know, with all the little logos on it. You don't know what it means and it confuses you and it's a game in itself just to decipher how to add up all your points. This there isn't any of that. Right. But equally, it's not that difficult, no, is this, it? It's not too much to follow. Matter. Yeah, you can kind of just track your, your, your marker around, the glory marker around the outside. Uh, oh, there's this thing here, Gimli, son of Gloin. I think we must have been... One of these uh, provinces or... Uh, yeah, it's called Gimli. Gimli, yeah, so yeah. we're very excited about that. Uh, Two-player draft, two cards at a time, we've done that. Yeah. Oh, another another critical point here. Uh, there's no index in the rule book, and there's only one book, so you can't help each other with the rules when it's early on. Mm. Interesting thought. 
Uh, oh, and we've already made the other point of the, the pillage and defend mechanic forces plays out yep. of a Euro gamer mind, mind your own business behaviour. <laughs> uh, oh, and also earlier on, I was worried that um, we picked another game with weird area names, very much like uh, yeah. New Angeles. But we got through that, all right? By not mentioning any of them. You've just got to put on your accent. Yes. And yes. then you can get through it. All right. Shall we move on to expansions? Because yes. there's buttloads of them. Now, we did a, an unboxing of this. This is the first... Yeah. Uh, this was the first Kickstarter unboxing that we've done. Because you, you went in whole hog for this one. Yeah, pretty much. And I had the cube. The, was, great, was the, a, the yeah, brown cube. massive box, which is very de- dead exciting. Yeah, yeah. And what we found in here was just amazing amount of stuff. There was, of course, the core game, but then the boxes, like the others, kept coming and, oh, coming, we were super, and coming. I felt super spoiled playing this because we had yeah. we had everything. You know, we had all of the extra monsters and stuff. So yeah, the Wild Boar Clan yeah. expansion. So instead of playing with just the ravens or the serpents, uh, you could, you've now got the boar, the boars there. Wild boar. There's the fifth player expansion, which allows you to. Yeah, we said it was a game uh, for two to four players, but obviously you can yeah, yeah. you can level up and uh, make it a five-player expansion. There was then the uh, fifth-player extras. So all the fifth-player expansion gives you all the extra tokens and things and that that you need to play with the fifth clan, and then the they're the extras so that they've got all the uh, extra sculpts for some of the warriors uh, and the monsters, uh, and the ram clan was the uh, fifth expansion play, uh, clan. Yeah, the uh, mystics is another unit that you can use, so that kind of changes the player board. We never so, opened that one, so we didn't have we don't we don't have a read on how that yeah. they affect the game. I would expect that I'll, that means that there's some sort of player. I don't think we've seen it. It could be in the fifth player expansion because uh, we did, haven't opened everything up. There's so much stuff we just well, we opened, it, opened, we opened it everything but up. the mystics. We, so we opened the, yeah, gods. the gods. The gods was like uh, play, if, if this game has uh, magic elements, the gods were like planes chase. They you yeah. would play them and they had an area effect and yeah. uh, and they could be moved around as well. Yeah. And then what's so, cool? Uh, is, Odin's was uh, pillage it twice. Uh, Thor's was. There's glory for defeating your opponent, for every opponent that gets destroyed during a, mm. a, a battle. For example, so uh, it's like area effect. Yeah. Other, other expansions are just straight up bigger and better monsters. Yep. Mountain giant, Wolfman. Mr. Troll. A, Wolfman's an interesting one. Yeah, he's a tiny guy. Yeah, what does he, he do? He's tiny, but he's got the ability to basically negate all other units in the battle except for monsters. So if you go into a battle... With your little um, warriors, warriors, your leader, yeah, thinking you've got su- superior numerical advantage over the Wolfman. That's it. If you don't have any monsters, then that Bad means luck. for nothing. Yeah. You're gonna lose. You are. Uh, Fenrir. Well, we talked about him earlier on, yeah. didn't we? He was he was a dominant um, element in the game. Didn't really ever get to change the effect of Ragnarok, though. I think he was in. I think in a lot of games. I know I had Fenrir at one stage. And every time I put him out, he just went back to Valhalla. I say um, he won the game for me that time because I had the combo. Yeah, oh, fair yeah. enough. Um, and I think that's that's, that's it. About it so there's a lot of expansions in this. Uh, Do we know I, when the expansions are out? Because at the moment, it's just the core game, isn't it? Do you know any idea, Jamie? In terms of available in stores, yeah, yeah it's just yeah. the core game. Expansions were all Kickstarter. Well, sorry, what was that? The expansions were all from Kickstarter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Are they going to have a retail release? No idea. Yeah. 
You'd think so. They've nicely boxed them up and everything. Well, yeah, they look they, they look amazing. Uh, let's let's talk about the the look of the game. The miniatures are fantastic sculpts. Well, uh, Studio McVeigh. Yeah, you know that that dude from back in talking about Games Workshop. You know, he was yeah. back painting stuff when. Um, Oh God, eighties. Yeah, they're highly detailed, especially the monsters. Uh, They look stunning as they are, just in plastic, but painted up or even just base coated, they're going to look without even without even looking. Go and Google some of the monsters, like paint jobs on monsters for Blood Blood Rage. I haven't done it. I reckon if you did it, you it would be jaw dropping because these they lend themselves to a good paint job. I want to paint the monsters for these. I don't think I'll paint the the clans because it's there's a lot of them. There's a lot. Like this is definitely. And you get if, that thing where one clan looks awesome and the other's unpainted, and you go, <laughs> oh, "I'm never going to play those guys." Yeah. So you'd want to work. You'd, you'd want to set this aside and not play it, and just concentrate on painting it. Or alternatively, pay someone to paint it for you. <laughs> uh, contract. So um, what, what are the pros and cons of this game, guys? You know, what who would you play it with? Who who's this for? And what would people Right. Who, who's the person that would love this game? Who's the person that wouldn't necessarily go for it? I, I liked the game. It, it's it's very much it's a very area control game with the combat element. So uh, if you like risk, if you like uh, any of those sort of uh, those you know those old Milton Bradley ones, Jamie um, Shogun, yeah, yeah. yeah, Shogun Axis and Allies, Fortress America. If you like those sort of games, then this is right up your alley because it's very similar in 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 the sense. See, now I I would approach I I, I, I always say this, I approach a game by the theme and the look. That's what sells it to me first. I love the theme and the look of this game. I don't go for things like Risk because it looks boring and it's just very plain. There are so many different versions of Risk. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know I'm talking like the bog standard yeah. one. And Axis and Allies, not all that bothered about playing something that's you know I, I feel I feel a bit lousy doing the World War Two reenactment that sort of stuff. It's not a big one for yeah. me. Back in the this day, this stuff, <laughs> man, this is fantastic. There's there's quite a saturation of uh, games with the Norse mythology at the moment. There's quite a few around. So. Yeah. It's 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 getting to the point where it's kind of gone the way of the zombie, I think. Really? Yeah. No. There's, there's, no, it's not quite. There not yet. quite. Not quite. Then there's no way. There's, I don't you think anything's got that. as much saturation as like, zombies. But I, I actually, I at the moment, I hate companies who even mention the word zombie. Whereas Vikings, <laughs> I'm not like you know, Vikings are cool. Yeah, yeah, I like the Vikings. Look, um, I really, I wanted to like this game a lot more than I did. Um, there's, there's three main things that hold me back from, from really, really digging Blood Rage. Yeah. Because it, it does. It looks great, and it's got really interesting a really interesting setup. But there's, there's just a couple of things. So the first is all of the, the discussion of it initially hailed it as being this great cross between Euro games and American games. Yeah. But in fact, it's not crossing them. It's just got the two different things jammed together as two different parts of the game. They don't they don't really interact with each other at all because okay. there's a euro style you know planning out and, and I'm going to upgrade and do things, but then the actual action of the game is all biffy American move around, move your miniatures, hit things. Yeah, and, and it's two completely separate things. So it, it just didn't live up to that pitch for me. The second one is that this is actually a real reimplementation of an earlier game called Midgard, which I've played. I think it's a better game. It's a much more 
streamlined and elegant version with less complexity uh, than Blood Rage, but it's just as much fun and it's still got that whole vibe of I want to get my guys to the right place so that they die in Ragnarok and I score lots of points for it. And um, Fair enough. the last thing that, that, that put me off a little bit is that it's got this really, really frustrating uh, element where the last round of the three, you score so many points that you may, may as well not have played the first two rounds. Is that the swingy <laughs> thing that you mentioned yeah. on early on? Yeah, because we the points we the got... first two rounds don't add up to a third of the the, the final round scoring so, in my experience. Yeah, because that's really that's what we it. heard. We heard you said that, and then we kind of went looking for it. And in our in our games, one person got out in front and just stayed out in front, and that was the end of it. And we were trying oh, to figure awesome. out how we could how it could be swung. So, you know, in that respect, we got a two different like a uh, play test. That, in all honesty, that that's the thing. This is the thing that frustrated me. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the mechanics. It's great. It looks great. I like the game, but it broke you. On it it did break me. It did <laughs> never actually seen Matt, break me. I've never seen Matt give up, and he gave up after <laughs> age one of the game yeah. on Tuesday night. And it's not so much. I, I dis. I actually after the the first age when I got through the draft of the second. And started looking at my combination of cards and what I, what the cards that I'd pulled and looking at my position, uh, and a couple of things that I did very early on, which I thought were going to be advantageous to me, they they completely backfired. I then disengaged and thought, well, now that I've done this, now that I've played, my, and, and the example was was trying to pillage with my leader, who got shut down every single time I tried to use it. Um, and I had these bonuses that if I successfully did it, I'd get extra glory, but it never eventuated because I got shut down in the combat. And that is that point where I realized, well, there's, I've got no way of generating any extra glory. So I just watched you get further and further ahead, knowing that there's no way I was going to be able to catch up. And that broke it for me because I, I, I disengaged and I, I was just going through the motions then. That doesn't mean this is a bad game. No, or because anything that's, like that. I think it's intriguing it's, because that's, you know, in, so if that's your experience of it, you know, where you think, all right, after, after age, first age, yeah. you just tools down. It's like, I can't come back. Where Jamie's saying the exact opposite, where it's like, don't even worry about round one and two. Yeah. Third age is going to win it for you. Pretty much. I mean, like, I've, I've seen it in a couple of games now um, that just, you know, someone who plays a couple of upgrades here and there and, you know, just casually wanders around the board, not really worrying about it, but has a plan for the third age. They've, got, they've drafted out something that's going to score them uh, big points or they know how to, how, to, how to move or position the marker. They just dominate the third age. You, didn't have, you weren't playing with any of the expansions, were you, Jamie? No. So maybe there's an yeah, argument I was there. More players than you guys too. Yeah. So yeah, maybe there's an argument there where yeah, there was uh, more players could swing it for you, and the expansions maybe that helps you get out in front. Yeah. It was we, we played, the biggest game we played was three player, and that had a totally different right. vibe to it. Yeah, the the first time we played was just base game, and yeah, that was a lot. Up. That was a lot closer than when we started to introduce the expansions and things like that. So maybe the expansions do have a bigger impact than than. But then the first really game, thinks. the first game, we would have just been playing the Biffo cards because I can remember, like I said earlier on, we were just yeah. we drafted all of the. Oh, give this will give me a bigger boost in battle because you just want to win the fights. You know so what's we, funny? We weren't into that. We weren't 
switched on to the combo f- effect. No, that's right. And and I think that's why it was kept fi- fairly close. And mm. that was actually quite tense because yeah. we didn't know for certain how the outcome was going to be. And, and it finished up quite close. Now, the recommendation for your first game of this is to actually not draft. It's to get dealt eight cards. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then you choose six and they're the six that you play with. Yeah. So... Which is, I think, is a very difficult prospect because if it's a, a there's poor no combo shuffle, zone. but you, you don't know you what you're looking for. No, you don't no, really know in what the you're first game. For, yeah. So it's just a, it's just to get to familiarise yourself yeah. with the mechanics and whatnot. I, I don't, I, I don't want to come across as that I hate this game. I don't <laughs> hate it, but it did break me. And I don't walk away from games. Like I will see it through to the end. I will not stop and quit playing. But. I will get to that point where if I feel that I've got no advantage, I've got no way of returning from the situation, from the point that I'm in, uh, I will disengage, which is, I guess it's a personal thing. Mm. I mean, I'll see it through to the end, which I did. But I had a lot, I guess I had a lot to say about the fact that uh, you were way out in front. And what I found was we had, we made a few little errors and some of those errors were contributing things, but they didn't. They wouldn't have impacted on the outcome of the game. Yeah, I'm trying to disengage from the, <laughs> the amount. No, the amount of because I won every game that I played, yeah. which was the, all the games we played. So you know, I'm trying to disengage from. We that. only played three times. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, we, so, we played three times, uh, four yeah, times. Four sorry, times, four. yeah. And um, I'd, yeah. So I'm trying to disengage from that because obviously if you win something all the time, you sort of think, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever and you don't get yeah. a good read on it. Um, so there's an element of that in it for me, right? But I think what there is is I also get swept away by it looks beautiful, yeah. the minis are great, it's cool mini, not minis, the the board's cool. The, the thing, like... I said to you that it gets into that sort of mindset, which I don't enjoy in games, which I think is more leaning towards the Euro gamer, where you are feeling that pressure of, man, I really need to strategize. I've got to get this right. And you yeah. get kind of intense, you know. And it's like, I don't want to like work in a stressful job all day <laughs> and then come home, let's yeah. play a game. It's like, all right, let's get intense. Come on, it's got to be right. You know, because that's, that's too much. Yeah. And there's a little bit of an element of that. But yeah. I, know, I know guys that love that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. that's exactly what they want from a game. If, if I'm playing for fun... Uh, this is not the game that I would pull off the shelf <laughs> really? if that's I'm playing rough. for fun. Yeah? Because if I'm playing for fun, then I'm playing something that's lighthearted, something that doesn't take itself seriously, something that is very quick. You can get multiple rounds in a very short space See, of but time. I, enjoy, I enjoyed the intensity of the theme of this game. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Viking. I'm doing this. I'm trying to kill. It doesn't matter if I die in battle because I'm going to get glory. I'm going to Valhalla. I'll yeah, come back. Yeah, look, that's that, that was my but, way into the game as well, um, especially in, in after multiple plays. The way in was by, you know, Talking in the silly accent and being a Viking. <laughs> so, did you play four player games, Jamie? Yeah, I played it. Um, I played it three and four players. Okay. Yeah, I've also played it four player. Um, Different experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but then you've got an extra person in there, so the pool of cards is it changes the the, way, the cards that you get to see. So. Um, Look, I, with the expansions, I think the expansions, some of them are very bomby. Like yeah, they're, Fenrir they're is amazing. Very OP. Hmm. Um, 
but I guess that comes down. Maybe they're OP in the hands of the of the player of the right player. And Thanks, who, Matt. Yep. Who has the right strategy? <clears throat> yeah, so that's, that's, that's how I'd word it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not a strategy guy at all, one bit, and yeah. I probably just jagged it a lot. Look, once upon a time, I, I owned Axis and Allies. I've owned it a couple of times actually, and I that's the type of game which I again I wouldn't play for fun. I was playing for more of seriousness and, and that that's a game that sat set up in my games room for weeks if not months because i was playing a long game that i never knew when i was going to quite get back to it uh this you know isn't that sort of game it's got a short amount of time but it hits a lot of those same themes uh area control uh generate uh, a currency so that you can spend it, um, combat, um, the use of the cards to give uh, bonuses. You know, it, it, let's, let's just review one game at a time, different. Matt. Yeah. yeah, but it's very... It's not... I wouldn't call it a light strategic game, Okay. So I would call it. I'd say it's medium. It, oh man, we're all over the place with this. That's which is great yeah. because I, I, I don't think I could play a, a heavy strategic game. Mm. I shy well, away from Axis those games. Access and allies, diplomacy are your heavy <laughs> sort of games, <laughs> yeah. right? I, I, this, I don't know because I wouldn't go near them. Yeah, I think this is in that heavy mid strategy. range. No, no, this is mid range. Right. This isn't light. No. Um, okay. Your light. Well, it's also, not. It's not super heavy. I agree. No, no that's so, r- that's right. I wouldn't be play. I, I I wouldn't be playing this again if if it was too stupid. I, I look. I look forward to playing this game. I yeah. will play this game again. You see what I was saying? Like last week, last last game, New Angeles is a fantastic game, and we said to each other, "I love playing this." But it's once I've started playing it because I'm not invested in the Android universe. Yeah. This I'm invested in the theme, which yeah. gets me across, which makes me open the box and play it again. So I'll definitely play this mm. again. New Angeles. Like I've already lost the game somewhere in in the house. I don't even know where it is. Which was I can uh, see it. Which was horrifying to me uh, when we wrapped up this last time. But Blood Rage will come out again. I, I yeah. know it. Like well, I don't know that about New Angeles. Uh, I'm and there's nothing wrong with New Angeles. I'm looking forward to uh, the next thing that's coming out. Which from Call Mini or not, again, it's another Lang game uh, called Rising Sun, which changes the theme. So that's uh, that's set in ancient Japan. So lots of samurai warriors. You know, is it going to be the gods, same things like same that? Same as this, but with in a sense. So yeah. this the this game was based very much on. Um, oh, I was trying to think of the combination. Well, Rising Sun is very diplomacy crossed with. Uh, I guess risk, whereas this one is very risk crossed with something else. Uh, so th- I'm looking forward to that. I- I'm more interested. I like the Norse theme, but mm. I am very much interested in the ancient Japanese, you know, Ronin, ninja, samurai 
thing. Well, I like to think that, uh, you know, from, you know, I was born in the north of England. My, my ancestors were definitely raped and pillaged <laughs> by the Vikings. So it's, you know, it's just, so, a, I mean, it's oh, in my blood, man. I'm it's just, Irish, you know, so of course, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's just what I like to do is just, you know, look, you know, Ragnarok things up as I like, as, as me and the family like to say. <laughs> um, so I'm going to put myself on the opposite side of the table to you, David. Yeah. Um, honestly, unless, unless somebody else asks me, I can't see myself pulling this out again. Okay. Yep. There you go. So it's, it's a different thing from everyone, and we're all confused. Uh, well, we're not confused. We just have conf- conflicting uh, opinions about it, which is quite yeah. refreshing for a change. Yeah. Um, nice one. All right. Well, to bring us all back into line, why don't we have an equally confusing Matt's <laughs> quiz right after this? It's Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. Oh, that bottom E strings out of tune. <laughs> but, mate, hey. That's just how Matt's quiz theme goes. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of disengaged, yeah. that's, uh, that's what you're going to do all through the quiz, aren't you? You're going to re- retune your uh, guitar. Was that Matt? Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh. Are, you, are you good? Matt's quiz. Matt's bloody outrageous Viking quiz. Matt's quiz this week by Matt, as we like <laughs> to say. All right, Jamie, have you got a pen or a pencil or a slate I am and ready. Ch- chalk or whatever? Question one is true or false? <coughs> Nice. I'm already... Okay. I've got five facts here, and I want you to tell me whether they're true or false. Yeah. Vikings wore horned helmets. True or false? Okay. Vikings wore horned helmets. True or false? Doesn't have to be that long to flip it Probably coin. not. Vikings were known for excellent hygiene. True or false? Vikings were known for excellent hygiene. True or false? Yeah. Vikings spent most of their time farming, true or false? Vikings hmm. spent most of their time farming, true or false? That's, I bet there's a, there's a small print <laughs> part to that. Viking men bleached their hair blonde, true or false? Viking men bleached their hair blonde, true or false? And the last one. Vikings were part of a unified group, true or false? Oh, okay. Vikings were part of a unified group, true yeah. or false? All right. Yeah. Did you keep up with that, Jamie? Yep. Excellent. Question two. Aside from oh. a pair of wolves and a six-legged flying horse, Odin has a pair of ravens. What are their names? <laughs> Crying out loud. Damn you, Jamie. All right. Are the names, are they... Oh, uh, it's a choice. Yep. I've got a uh, choice here. Are they uh, Gungnir and Molnir? Are they Jerry and Freaky? Or Gary and Freaky? Are they Hugen and Munin? Or are they Ambry and Azhi? Now... The answer has already been given. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, it's up to whether or not you were listening. No, I wasn't listening. Remember, I was like, <laughs> I was reading Adrian Smith's Wikipedia page. You got any questions about him? So, yeah. what are the names of uh, Odin's ravens? So, right. I know Jamie's actually he knows sitting already. back with his hands behind his heads about that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, here's a question about Vikings. Yes. Ragnar Lothbrok's traitorous brother. Shares his name with which delicious chocolate caramel treat? <laughs> well, go again. Rag- Ragnar Lothbrok's traitorous brother yeah. 
shares his name with which delicious chocolate caramel treat? Name any And that's delicious. from the Vikings TV series. Chocolate. I do like that show. Oh, see, I've never even heard of this show. You've heard of this show. I've, I've never heard of... What's his name again? Yeah, Ragnar Rothbrok. Ragnar Lothbrok. He's the title character. That's Tra- so, Travis Fimmel. What are we talking about? <laughs> is, this, is this Dirk Gently's detective agency? No. No? He was positive about this, Jamie. He, he walked into this quiz thinking, yeah, I've done some... Re- no, 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 that's right. You said you were going to do some research. I was going to do some Viking. It wouldn't have mattered because <laughs> I wouldn't have read anything about okay. these guys that sound like they're from, you know... Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy All Vikings. Right. Let's see. Here we go. <laughs> Getting better. I'm, giving, I'm giving up after the first stage, Jamie. <laughs> yes. Question four. Uh, In the totally amazing reimagination of Beowulf, the 13th warrior, Antonio Banderas and his Viking chums are facing down which mythical Norse creature? So which... I made my point accidentally about this earlier on, Yes, Matt. you did. Yeah. So which mythical Norse creature are the as Antonio Banderas and his Viking buddies? Can I get a free pass because I was um, trying to see through Angelina Jolie's like gold skin look and I was distracted by that when I was watching Beowulf? You are totally talking about the wrong movie, but isn't anyway. that isn't that Beowulf? That's Beowulf, yeah. 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 And Angelina Jolie was Yeah, yeah and um, the thirteenth warrior is a reimagination of that. Oh, the thirteenth one. So really, yeah. So you think of. Oh, I thought it was a Michael Crichton book. It is. Did he write? I'm Bale? still trying to work. Did Michael no, no. Crichton so write the, the novels. The novels different, right? <laughs> but the movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Was an was an adaptation of the novel and the Beowulf story. Right. Okay. And what was the actual question again? Uh, Something about Antonio. What's the name of the mythical creature oh, that okay. they're fighting? Question five. I'm still trying to work out how they had a Spanish Viking. <laughs> uh, same same ways they got a, a no. He was um, Spanish Scottish guy in hitchhike in hitchhike. Yeah, but guy. he was actually Highlander. like um, Middle Eastern. He was like Turkish or something like that. Anyway, okay. question five. Oh, How did to. Odin lose his eye? How did Odin lose his eye? There oh. could be some liberties taken with that one, I guess. But we'll see. Um, I think I do know the answer number four. Like I think I know the beastie. <laughs> but I don't think it's coming to me. Question six. This one is called That's Not Very Norse. Yeah. Which of the following is not a Norse thing? <laughs> sure. All right. Thursday. Rainbows. Finland. <laughs> Peter Stormere. <laughs> For what? Peter Stormere. Is he the world's strongest man? No. He's a wrestler. Stormare, sorry. Stormare. Peter Stormare. Oh. All right. And the word ransack. Which of those five things is not a Norse thing? Thursday, rainbows, Finland, Peter Stormare, or ransack? Is there just one of them? Just one of them, yep. Okay. And last question, question seven. Fenrir was a... Okay. What? 
There are actually five parts to this. Fafnir was a what? Oh, hang on. So, yeah. I'm gonna get, sorry, I should have actually... I, yeah. The funny thing is, is I didn't write the preface to this question, no. which is I'm going to give you a bunch of... Uh, I know Jeremiah Norse. was a bullfrog. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, right. Oh, what, is that in there? No, but oh, you know, you got Norse. it right. You've got the idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, so Fenrir was a something. Yeah. Fafnir is a something. Uh, Draugar are something. Uh, so what a Draugar. Yeah. What is Jorgmundir? Oh. Jormungandir. That's Björk's Jormungandir. <laughs> it's not. It's not, is it? No. Forget that. I never said that aloud. <laughs> and Niblungen are... Oh, jeez. Niblungen. I'm butchering it. I'm, no, I'm, no, aren't no. I, Jamie? I'm, I'm totally butchering it. Um, the parts that I know, yes. Yeah. Why, why are you asking him? Did yeah. you write these questions together? No, but... Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems to be very knowledgeable. Niblungen. Oh, and he was an English teacher. What was the last one? Uh, the Nieblungen. Nieblung. Nieblung. I've heard of that one. Nieblung. I've got no idea about the rest. <laughs> this, now you're going to know how I felt the other night. <laughs> what, when you gave up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that Someone called his Matt's bloody outrageous revenge viking i, I did promise confusion hey, in the last segment can i have the um the list of things for number four the not norse ones uh for number six yep. no no the, the one where we were trying to work out what wasn't norse yep yeah yep. that was six number four, six. four was right. what monster antonio banderas was after okay so the things are thursday rainbows finland peter stormare or the word ransack. Can I ask who Peter Stormare is, or does that give it away? Uh, he's an actor. He's an oh, he's an actor. Right. Doesn't give it away. Nope. Okay. Are you right, Jamie? Ready for some answers? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the you same. Say that all the time. All right. Question one: True or false? Vikings wore horned helmets. David, that is false. Jamie, tr- false. False. It They're is false. Introduced in an opera. There you go. Vikings were known for excellent hygiene, Jamie. False. I'm going David, for true. It's true. Yeah. They, have, in fact, actually took more baths than uh, Europeans of the same time period. Oh, I knew that they did, but they weren't known for it. Oh, uh, uh, the, technicality. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, splitting hairs. All right. <laughs> Vikings spent most of their time farming, David. Uh, I'm wondering whether the word Viking means something like sailor that likes to go places and therefore their villagers like to farm, but Vikings were off elsewhere. So I'll say false. Jamie? I said true. It's true. Ah, yeah. Bloody hell. So there was a small element of, it reeked of Norse culture yeah. that went off ra- uh, pillaging, rampaging, whereas most of the time they were actually farming yeah. to make sure it that did, they It didn't reek food. of, of uh, trueness, but I wasn't willing to go for it. Viking <laughs> men bleached their hair blonde, Jamie. Is that true or false? I said true. I said true as well because I true. think they'd like to be more Scandinavian. If they had darker yeah. hair, they'd go whiter, right? That's the ideal. So, yeah. they yeah, they yeah. actually used... Um, I don't know what they use. They use something, anyway, to take the colour, leach the colour out of their hair. Okay. 
and last one, Vikings were part of a unified group, David. Uh, I'll say that's false. I reckon they're from Jamie? multi-areas. Multi-region. It is false. It is false, yes. Anything could be said about the Vikings, it's that they were not unified. Yeah. Only at certain points, I think, various clans might have come together, but not as a whole. Question two. Aside from a pair of wolves and a six-legged flying horse, Odin has a pair of ravens. What are their names? David? Oh, I've written No, yes. I, know, I know Jamie's got the answer. I'll put so. yes. Oh, whatever A is, I'll put A, yes. Is that the wrong <laughs> Jamie, one? Jamie, what's the Lady. answer? Mugen and Hunan. Munin and Mugen and Hunan. M- yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure, they were in the Muppet show, weren't they? They were the... Yeah. <clears throat> So no, Gungnir uh, Gung and Molnir are a spear and a hammer, Odin's spear and Thor's hammer. Uh, Gary and Freki are the name of the wolves, Odin's wolves. And well, Ambry and, and, <laughs> and Aesi are actually vandal leaders. Okay. I, that was just completely random, that one. Uh, number three, Ragnar Lothbrok's traitor's brother shares his name with which delicious cho- gel- bleh, delicious chocolate caramel treat jamie what is it rollo uh, curly whirly <laughs> curly whirly no he was, he's wrong it's he's one of the three stooges oh yeah, no it's oh. rollo damn yep you said delicious i don't like i don't like rollos <laughs> well, i, I have, think it's delicious this is my quiz. <laughs> <laughs> question four right. in the totally amazing reimagination of beowulf the 13th warrior Antonio Banderas and his Viking chums are facing down which mythical Norse creature? David? Oh, I can't remember. This one's going to uh, kill me. Cause I read, I read uh, Michael Crichton's book and I saw the movie and, um, and all that you know, amazing Viking knowledge that it I have. It was known by another name. Yeah. So no. either, name, either of the names will be fine. No, I'll have to skip it. Okay, Jamie? They're like Neanderthal caveman dudes, but oh, I don't yeah. have a name for them. Yeah, yeah. That's. I bet you if you gave us a multi-choice on this, we could get it. I remember that now. Um, when you think about it, so yeah, you're you're right. But collectively, they were uh, the Grendel. Oh no, I wouldn't have got that. But they had a different <laughs> name because the mother of the Grendel was the uh, was who they had to kill. Remember, they had to kill the mother of the, yeah, the mother yeah. figure. Yeah, and and. The same in the that's the parallels the Beowulf story, where they, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Question five. Yeah. How did Odin lose his eye, Jamie? He sacrificed it for knowledge. Can you remember where? Um. Was it at the Tree of Life? David, uh, a crow pecked it out. One of those crows from uh, question two. Mm. In the search for knowledge, that was in a New raven. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> a raven. Wow. Yeah. So. Jamie, you are closest. Yeah, of course. In his quest to obtain the title of, (laughs) to become the know-it-all smarty pants, Odin gouged out his eye so that he may drink. Rainbow. I know it's not Peter Storm, Storm, the the Oslo guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't remember what the others were. Okay. So your answer, so when you say it's not, you mean that those things are Norse. Those are not the correct answer. That's correct. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thor's day is Thursday, yep. so it's not. 
Rainbows, how you get into Valhalla with the pretty picture there. That's it. Uh, Finland, I put as my answer. Peter Stormier, I said, well, you know, sounds like it. And Ransack, I happened to jag when I was looking to write the intro. I was looking for funny Norse words, and I saw that Ransack was one that was derived from them. So I'm going for Finland, saying that it was not in the right region. The answer is Finland. Ooh. Because go. Finland has more in common with Russia than it does with Scandinavia. Is that right? Yeah. Uh. Nice. Yeah. And question seven. Fenrir oh. was a Jamie. Fenrir is a wolf. Yeah, I got Fafnir, that one. David is a. Don't know. I'll put sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Fafnir. He's a dwarf. Fafnir. Isn't he? No, he's a dragon. Okay. Um, Draugar are... Ostriches. <laughs> Jamie? Draugar are dwarves. Uh, they're undead. All of his answers are dwarves from here <laughs> on. He's bound to get one. I am, they're all dwarves, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jormund- I told like dwarf. <laughs> Jormundir is Pronounced a... Goodmonstotia. It's yeah. Björk's surname, as <laughs> I mentioned earlier on. Jormungund <laughs> is a, a sea serpent. Good enough, Midgard Serpent. And the Niblung are... Are those those little funny little things, the little things that GW did, which you buy loads of them and... <laughs> Don't know. Are they mean dwarves? No, They're no, dwarves. No. They're dwarves, Jamie. Well That's done. That's what I meant. Dwarves. They're dwarves from, from Norway. Are they? <laughs> Niblung. Oh. Yeah, I think Matt's... you'll find when you're talking about them, it's Dwarway. Dwarway, yeah. And that's Matt's shitty quiz. (laughs) Neats and twos! Neats and twos! All right, neats and twos this month. Again, the game is going, the the posted comment, comment here, win a game thing going off the hook. Mm, Uh, Yep. Loads of stuff going on there. But what do we have? We had some other stuff as well. I wouldn't talk about this off the air, but we had, uh, what's we had? Oh, you had Potion Explosion. Yeah, um, uh, Asmodee Digital have dropped two games in a very short space of time. Potion Explosion is the most recent, and uh, Mysterium is the other one. Oh, so yeah, if yeah, you look back, cool, we yeah. reviewed Mysterium, the board yeah. game, but uh, apparently, by all accounts, they've dropped a very nice um, iOS port. I put, I put Mysterium down for the, you know your post about Tabletop Day 2017. I said, if I'm playing with my family... Yeah. Mysterium. Well, there's that too. So crosses a lot of age barriers. Tabletop day being the 29th of April, which is Saturday. So yeah, if you're at all a Saturday, it's a Saturday. Yeah, you said it like it was this this Saturday. Saturday. 29th of April, it's Saturday. It's like what? I just lost three months. (laughs) So uh, yeah, look for something to go on in store that I I'll be up and running Mm. probably. We also had the ongoing uh, Android palaver where Data got voted the most favourite Android, which is garbage. Our first. It was obviously uh, yeah, it was obviously uh, Roy Batty, uh, who is is a a, a, (laughs) fantastic guy, but it was only the best serial killer. The only, the only people that went for that were me and Kai, so I think... Yeah, and the outcome yeah. of that was uh, Data. I know, yeah. Don't you listen to this? I just mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, don't listen to no, our no, podcast. No, no, don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I tune out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, was uh, good, that was good. That was good. We're going to be doing more of those polls. Yes. They were good fun. So I've already got one geared up for this podcast, so I'll put that out in the second week yeah. to, uh, so it stays up there. And we'll leave it up there for, till, for a couple of weeks. Who was your favourite Viking? So it's uh, been more interesting. Don't, like don't give that. anything away. Something right. like that. All right. 
So, um, oh, so we had some uh, pretty good uh, quotes and comments uh, this month. Uh, what yeah. have we got? What did you pick out as one of your favourites, Jamie? Uh, I've got uh, Sean Fenimore, who uh, I've met passingly a few times. Yeah. Um, he posted a cool comment. He said it would be awesome to win this game and add to the collection of work for Board Game O'Clock on Fridays. I love the idea of Board Game O'Clock. Yeah, that's fantastic. So did I, I believe. Oh my god! I just I just found another one, a different one to the one I started with. But uh, Danal Danal Stewart, I hope I'm saying that right. There's a, a huge um, entry, uh, entry there with actual content, and this is what we love. We love this sort of stuff, you know, because we had a good back and forth. Mm. But he was um, uh, just referencing something that I'd said in uh, the last podcast, the last board game podcast, where I was totally fired up from uh, playing too much uh, Titanfall Two and. And, uh, you know, Target acquired a, a girl, a small <laughs> girl scootering on a street because I thought it was, um, you know, someone playing in Titanfall. But, um, yeah, we got talking about Stuntman Ignition, these old games from, like, Xbox 360 or earlier days, you know, and uh, little did I know that the PlayStation VR was coming my way. We had a bit of a chat about VR and Assassin's yeah. Creed. Good, good, good chat there. And then, yeah, what we're starting to see, which I really like, is that other people are jumping onto other people's yeah. comments. So we're going to get, we're starting to build that community thing where everyone's Create just going to be community. jumping on board everywhere and we're going to get some yeah. good conversations happening. Uh, yeah. And it's all for fun. So, you know, jump on board. Don't be shy. I liked, uh, I like Brad Hardwick's comment about how F- FFG Fantasy Flight Games are adding, continually adding to their own uh, Netrunner universe or their own Android universe with these games. So they're, you know, keep, they're actually creating this feeling of a universe. That, See the guy uh, that said the one expanding. You're spoilt forever by Fantasy Flight's quality. Yeah. Just, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, anyone else, Jamie, you picked out? Yeah, I think, uh, I've, I think I've got. I've got another one. I really liked Adrian Curtis's... uh, I like like his profile picture. (laughs) That's absolute quality. He said, uh, I will will admit it looks interesting and my collection of board games is sad, very sad, (laughs) with there only being three on the shelf. And because uh, he's wearing an excellent helmet, I did ask him whether um, the helmet, I said, so the helmet isn't in case your games fall on you. And he said, no, it just makes me look daring. So from now on, uh, I've announced that Adrian Curtis will be referred to as Adrian the Daring Curtis. He's leveled up just go. because of the helmet. Uh, and he was happy with that as well. Nice. Um, but we threw the, uh, the entry open to uh, Good Games HQ, got yeah. the, uh, the a good GGHQ random number generator, spat out a number, and we counted down to who it was. Of course, in these things, it's always like a, a highish number, which in this case means... It was an early entry, and it was. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the winner this month of New Angeles is... Ben Damon. Ben Damon. Hooray. Hooray. Well done, man. He's a day man. He's a day man. He is. And he's also a person, from... Right person. Let's not make fun of his name. That's bad. But he's just won a game. Ports haste, he can, David. He can take a few hits. He's just won a game. <laughs> he's from... Uh, he's a Perth local. Is he? Isn't he? Have you uh, Facebook stalked no, him? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. <laughs> I just thought he was. <laughs> Let me Facebook stalk him. Where's he from? Uh, he is from Perth, WA. Okay. All right. So you folk in other states, especially those like Bondi Junction, those big supporters of the podcast, yeah. those guys, 
need to get some entries in, man. We'd yep. love to give a board game away to... I say we, Good Games, yep. would uh, really like to give away. We'd like Good Games to give Bondi Junction guys <laughs> a free game. As I think the influence is, of giving away the board games. <laughs> yeah. As in we'd like anyone around the world that listens. Yeah, what about uh, someone from Indianapolis? Yeah, or, or somebody from uh, New Mexico, States. perhaps? Oh, yeah. What <laughs> was that? That was a... Um, uh, Mr. Burns quote. So there's a New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So uh, Ben Damon, we're going to be in touch with you just to let you know how, how to get pick up your new game, or how to collect yep. your game, or how to have it sent to you. And for everybody else who we've mentioned, uh, just there, back any sort of comments. Uh, if you would like one of our badges, whether it be. Uh, one of the, I, I think we've got maybe seven, six or seven. Yeah, one of the old Hyper, school, old school Hyper Magic nerd badges. You could grab one of those. Uh, we also now have a hot gar badge, which is the hot garbage badge. That's you know maybe a few more uh, you know magic pod seven line hand magic yeah. badge orientated, or just seven line hand advertising tool. tool. Those are the three we've got. You let us know uh, if we've if we've made if we've talk, if we've read your comment allowed or talked about it. Just uh, send us a mess. Send us an email on podcast at sevenlandhand.com and uh, yeah, send your address. And we're serious. Some other people would contact yeah. and said, "Hey man, no, seriously, send your email. You send your address out. We'll mail it out to you." Send complaints to the same place. Only put David at front. At the yeah, front like if I haven't if I haven't sent you one. Yeah, I'm just starting to think now that I might not have sent one that I said to a guy. No, no, I was serious. We'll send you something. I think maybe we didn't now. Oh dear. Oh boy. Well, if, if, if that's you, get yeah, in touch David in touch. at Seven Lane Hand. Yeah. As soon as I see your name, I'll have a mad panic and apologise and definitely send it to you. Uh, what else have we got? Um, okay, so Game of the Month special is going to be Blood Rage this month, February. Yep. Uh, so everyone can get 10% off of Blood Rage. If you go to your nearest good game store anywhere in Australia and in Indianapolis, I'm looking at you. That's in the state of Indiana. See? Indiana, See? Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, just, I don't know what cues I use for that, but I'm learning. <laughs> uh, and if you walk up to the counter, you look, get eye contact with the uh, person behind there and say, for this copy of Blood Rage, I would like to say... Have you Have seen, seen my, my long boat? Yes. Optional accent, of course. <laughs> no, compulsory accent. And of course, oh, Okay, compulsory. <laughs> and if 10% isn't enough, how about you could just win it? Well, you can do that. Go to facebook.com uh, forward slash sevenlandhand. Uh, go to the top of the page right there. You're going to see the post for this episode, which is episode uh, 85. It'll be all pretty because someone we know called Rachel made us a pretty picture. Yeah. It's got blood rage all over it. <laughs> uh, and you can win the game just by commenting on the post. Uh, comments are getting better now, so don't just put comment or something like that because... Oh, man, that doesn't get the comments well, happening. Well, well any, I know it's any entry. comment will get you the entry. The extra little bit of extra that you might put into your comment there will get you Inspires read out. conversation. Yeah, yeah, and you can win badges yeah. and who knows. As we'll, you can hear, we like to talk, so talk to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good Engage fun. Engage the community. You might just you get a laugh maybe during a week mm. or during a month. You might get a laugh out of it, whereas comment won't. It'll yeah. just make us go, ugh. Look for the new poll. Uh, I've streamlined it a little bit, so it'll be... Uh, Matt streamlined is usually four or five pages, so just scroll down to the bottom of that and no, get to the one, good stuff. One page. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, next month, uh, one lucky commenter is going to win uh, Blood Rage. Yep. Just like Ben Damon did just then. Isn't he lucky? He's, He's luck- lucky because this, this is a premium board game too. Benjamin Damon. I bet that's what his mum and dad were thinking. 
Benjamin Damon. Benjamin Damon. It's like it's one big long word. Yeah, You've got it. Get in touch with us if you're Ben Damon's parents and let us know if that's what you were thinking. (laughs) You know, half magic nerd badge coming your way. Anyway, uh, yeah, get, get in co- comment on any of the posts just to uh, you know qualify for that sort of stuff. Uh, we do we do really enjoy that kind of thing. You can also find us on Instagram you know, and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, posted a video to Instagram today, mm, and I sent out a tweet. Hey, you know what was weird? We, this month, Facebook changed something, didn't they? They made they invented follows. Is that a new thing? No, they didn't invent follows. Somebody found just... the button. Yeah. We had our first follower. Yeah, but then I found a whole heap of others. Was there? Yeah, yeah. It was just a whole heap. Of... It's like I saw three. No, I found like 40-odd. Oh, so really? I think w- oh. the thing is, is is the way the interface works is different to iOS than it is to like an iOS. Uh, so they just started no computer. telling us about it now. No, well, yeah, that's, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's oh. right. They've just started telling us because we're, we're nearly at 500, so oh, really? 500 likes. We are nearly at 500 likes. No, no, well, officially it says 452. Yeah. But before the podcast, I actually uh, uh, contacted Donald Trump's analysts and they actually disagreed and they said we had 2.5 million wow. um, followers. Holy cow. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's coming awesome. straight from the presidential office of the United States oh, of America. Right. Endorsed by the, uh, the college. Yeah. And of- um, what was bizarre when we had that follow that I got the first notification for, yeah. apologies to the 499 <laughs> who we haven't heard of. Um, I th- my first thought was, somebody's chosen to follow Seven Land Hand. I thought, where's it gone? And then I realised, you would know, David. You would know. You would know if it's gone somewhere. So panic, panic was over. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what's anyone, happening next month? Uh, next month we've got uh, what game are we playing, Jamie? We're playing Burgle Brothers. Burgle Brothers. Yeah, we're going to get our seven. We're going to get. I was going to say we're going to get our Seven Eleven on, but we're actually going to get our Ocean's Thie- Eleven on. Thieving the Seven Eleven. <laughs> I'd imagine. Is that what's going on? Is that what Burgle knocking, means? Knocking over, knocking over a building. All right. Yeah. Grand theft board game. That's it. All right. In and the, in the very slick theme. And in a fortnight's time, we're going to be back with the Magic Podcast. Uh, this time, more professional. It won't just be me and Kai uh, making decisions about what cards we like. We'll have Aaron here to tell us where we went wrong on the previous podcast and give us a, a bit more of a pro rundown on uh, Aether Revolt before he sods off to some GP pro qualifier tour thing somewhere and comes 24th, which is a good I can't effort. believe... I can't believe the amount of fog hate that comes out of that podcast. Ugh, yeah. Fog's a beautiful, wonderful card. You need to you need to embrace the fog. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a bit of discussion about the fog coming up. We're going to have an intrapod debate. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a down. debate, peeps. I think yeah. on, online we'll do it on the Facebook page. Yeah, and that'll be good fun. All right. Uh, is is there anything else that's going on is before we before we say farewell? Anyone else? Yeah, over at Hurstville, we've got uh, something pretty exciting happening. Yeah, we're doing a, our second ever miniature painting competition. Oh, nice. we've got a theme attached. It's Faces of Evil. Oh. So, uh, so it's just a face painting competition. <laughs> we've actually had a couple of people from Western Australia say, "Hey, can we send our miniatures over to enter?" Yeah, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. That is. And uh, I, I said no because I don't want to get things lost in the mail. But yeah. by all means, jump on Facebook, have a look at the Good Games Hurstville group, and uh, you'll see some pictures of some very impressive miniatures coming up, being painted in February and uh, delivered in March. You know, maybe you could take a photo of a bunch and just stick it on a post on the Sevenland Hand Facebook page. That would be very cool. Inspire our I local a fair painters. chance I can do that. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Yeah, that's are you RPG that's world. Yeah, anything? RPG. Yeah, I've just finished one uh, one month on to the next one. Star Wars. Uh, getting the good games, good games else. Cannington and yeah. uh, get RPG'd by Matt himself yep. on a Wednesday night. That's it. And we're moving into some some premium yeah. RPG events coming up there, which look for, look out on the Facebook page if you're local for Cannington uh, to uh, see when those things get start. Your actual nice character sheet and uh, cool minis. Minis, dice, and, things like that. Yeah. And uh, the first campaign I'm going to run for that is called The Strange by Monty Cook using the cipher system. All right. All words you can look up and find out what that's about. <laughs> all right. I think that was Blood Rage. It was. Yeah? It's done. Have a bike. All right. Good night. Good night, everyone. Bye.